Welcome to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the exponential growth of solar. I just got back from Asia and I went around with this friend of mine who was buying high efficiency modules, solar modules, for 26 cents a watt. And I was like, wow, crazy. High efficiency modules, 26 cents a watt. Then I get home and I told a friend, and he's like, well, I'm getting black mono modules for rooftop for 30 cents a watt here in the United States. So that's crazy. And that's where growth is coming from. If you told somebody that you could get 18 plus percent efficiency solar modules for 26 cents a watt, people would have said that you were completely out of your mind 10 years ago. A lot of times I tell people that the price of solar went down tenfold in 10 years. And it depends on what module you're buying, but not very far off. This is the kind of industry where you just move the decimal with growth. Just like, oh, one more decimal place, one more decimal place, and it's taken off like crazy. For instance, around the year 2000, there was about one gigawatt installed in the whole world since 1 million BC. Now, there's maybe 400 gigawatts, maybe a little bit more because it just keeps growing like crazy every year. We'll probably be at a terawatt in a few years. Let's talk about other technologies and growth. If we went back thousands of years, when you were born and when you died, technology didn't look too different. Nowadays, technology is doubling like crazy all the time. Just go back 10 years, 20 years. Can you remember when they had that brick cell phone? They called it the brick. It was $4,000. So a lot of what happens with technology isn't just that it gets better, but it gets cheaper and mass production makes it better. So we can go back to when they invented fire. That was a long time ago. Like, hey, fire. That's when they first came up with rapid shutdown, perhaps. I think we're going to save rapid shutdown for another issue of this podcast, which is very relevant right now. And then somebody came up with the wheel. Hey, that's a good thing. Then there was the bicycle. And a funny thing about the bicycle was I was researching this evolution here, and they said that it ruined enlightened conversation. Some people just don't like technology. People used to take nice long walks and have talks. Then they got they just started zipping around on these bicycles. <laughs> Little did they know what we'd be driving around on freeways now in rush hour, huh? And um, also we had cars. And then speaking of bicycles, there was a couple of bicycle mechanics right around the beginning of the 20th century, the Wright brothers, and they um, they came up with the airplane. They figured out how to make lift. So with a wing, you have a longer surface on the top, and instead of that air pushing the plane down, it makes the air speed up on the top, which creates lower pressure and makes that wing rise. It's kind of counterintuitive, and it took a couple of bicycle mechanics to figure that out. And you're like, wow, that's pretty crazy bicycle mechanics coming up with this thing that was an airplane. If you like, you could go even go see it over in Washington, D.C. on the mall in the Air and Space Museum. Awesome place. And um, and there's also another um, awesome Air and Space Museum over at Dulles Airport, not very far from Washington, D.C. They call it one of the Washington, D.C. airports, although it's in Virginia. And you look at that airplane and it's like, wow. And then you look next to that airplane and in that museum and there's rockets and you think about that, isn't that crazy how we went from some guy flying a kite practically with a like prehistoric motor on it to standing on the moon 
in a very short time in the 1960s. So we're like, that's like, that's not very long at all. And um, that's, that's a crazy growth in technology. And then, um, and so we went from plane to space. We've got cell phone technology. And now we have PV technology, which is growing like crazy, which leads us to storing sunlight, put it in a bottle, or we can call that energy storage because with so much PV, and PV is on when the sun is up, we can do a couple of things. One of them is store the PV. Another thing is to make a giant cable around the earth. I wonder what that would do to the magnetic north pole. And also another thing that we could do is we could put solar into space. They call that space-based solar power. I interviewed a guy named Gary from a company called Solarin, and they're working hard on space-based solar power. They're out there, they're near SpaceX over there around Hawthorne, California, Southern California. So the growth rate of solar is not linear. It's more like exponential. It's a crazy exponential, some people call it a hockey stick uh, curve that we have there. Some years, solar grows 50%, especially depending on where you are. Sometimes you'll just have a country comes up with some policy and boom, they go from like nothing to tenfold of what they had in no time at all, like in a year. That's kind of not very long, uh, speaking of things. And, um, and so some of the different things that lead to um, solar taking off is grid parity. That means solar energy being cheaper than other forms of energy. And we're pretty much there, folks. I mean, it depends on where you are. I wouldn't say that you would have grid parity in the darkest place that has cheap electricity. Um, and then sometimes you can say that there's politics that are not favorable to solar. Um, but we've pretty much hit grid parity in a lot of places and more and more places are hitting grid parity all the time. Um, this growth rate has exceeded all of our expectations. We are seeing gigawatt solar farms. I can remember going to a solar farm about eight years ago. That would have been in 20, um, 2010. And I, it was the biggest solar farm in the world, and it was 97 megawatts DC. That was in Sarnia, Ontario. They had a feed-in tariff. They were getting 44 cents a kilowatt hour for that solar farm. That would be so great if somebody could get 40 cents a kilowatt hour right now. And, um, and they are actually trying to make um, solar energy for two cents a kilowatt hour in some places. Saudi Arabia, I'm trying to do some work there. And, um, and so it's, it's, that was a 97 megawatts. Now we have solar farms in China that are over a gigawatt. So like that is 10 times bigger in eight years. So huge, huge, huge growth. And that just leads to the energy storage revolution, which we're seeing right now. And so one of the things that I've just been reading about is an article from GTM, and it's talking about energy storage growing 55% every year through 2022. That's 55% compound annual growth rate. And that sounds completely insane, crazy growth. And you know what? If it grows like solar, it might even grow faster. And so if we look at this chart here, just by kind of looking at the chart, it is showing something around um, two gigawatt hours, annual installations, lithium ion batteries. And that is in 2017. And then we're going in 2022 estimated up to from two up to 18. So that's a nine fold increase. 
That is crazy. And that's that's also um, world. That's for the world, not just the United States. A lot of these studies you got to you look at and they say the United States. Maybe it's for this side of the universe. huh? And um, and so that is just crazy, crazy growth. And that's why this podcast is out there to keep you informed about the crazy growth that we're seeing in this solar and energy storage industry. And so my prediction also for PV, I'm going to say by that time we're going to have over a terawatt um, of PV installed too, even though we are, we've bypassed the 400 gigawatt and last year we passed 300 gigawatt installation. And, um, and so I would just kind of like throwing some numbers out there to see what, you know, where we're at and what we could, could be doing. And I'm just going to say like every year we increase the solar installed in the world by 25%. So that's like a 1.25 factor. That's kind of a useful factor. We use that 1.25 in the national electrical code all the time. And so let's say that if in 2018, we have 400 gigawatts and that would make it 2028, that would be four terawatts. And you might think that this like, oh, that's crazy. That's too much growth, but we've actually had more than that in the last 10 years. And then, um, like I was saying, we went from, um, uh, from one gigawatt in uh, right around the year 2000 to 400 gigawatts 2018 yep that's right i'm talking to you at the end of 2018 it's november 2018 right now and um and so that's moving the decimal about every 10 years is what we're looking at so if we keep doing that in the year um it, we, let's see so we had the year 2000 was a gigawatt 2010 something about um we had about 50 gigawatts and when i say move the decimal that's that's actually more than that like five times more than that, but we're just moving the decimal. 2016, 300 gigawatts. Um, 2020, maybe, perhaps, a terawatt. Might take a little bit longer than that, but we're getting close. And 2030, 10 terawatts. And then I did some more calculations. I was like, when will we cover the entire planet Earth with PV until it will look like the Death Star? And, um, and, so th and so I came up with 2070. And some of my math, I figured out that the Earth is, this is very important for you to memorize, 510 trillion square meters. And, um, and so if we covered it with 20% efficient PV, um, that would be 510 trillion times 0.2 kilowatts. And that would cover the, that would cover the whole Earth. And um, let's see, so that would be about... 100,000 terawatts of PV to cover the earth. And we probably won't do that because some people like the earth not being covered with solar. They like things like trees and being able to look at the sun if you're not standing on a solar module. I guess then if we covered the whole earth with solar modules, the only people that would see the sun would be solar installers and O&M people that are on the outside of that Death Star looking thing. So that just kind of brings me to another thing. There was a guy named Freeman Dyson, not Freemason Dyson, Freeman Dyson. And he postulated that um, if you wanted to find a smart, civil, advanced civilization out there, that you would look up and you would see something that would be covering a star. And so this super smart civilization might put something in front of a star like solar power 
like perhaps. So remember I was telling you about space-based solar power? So we could have, um, we can go up to the moon, we can send up self-replicating robots that can make solar modules and send them off to um, in, to an orbit around the sun. And so our address, yes, our address is 93 million miles from the sun. And we would just start filling that up with solar and we can beam that energy. And so what they were talking about with space-based solar power to beam it down to the earth with microwaves. And so we could just beam things around with microwaves and, um, and instead of having to cover up the whole planet um, and making it look like a Death Star. So pretty exciting stuff going on here with solar and growth. And it's just crazy how fast this industry is growing. And so you are in the right place. You're in the right industry. Some people think like, oh, maybe the growth's over. I think you're really early to the party if you're doing solar right now because it is just going to keep growing and growing and growing. And um, it's, it's cheaper than other forms of energy. So we're going to have to put um, those other power plants out of business. Sorry, guys. But, um, well, you know what? Sometimes um, if you get some people that are not environmentalists and could care less about climate change and all that, that care the, that are in the solar business. And I don't want to scare them away. So, you know what, guys? They do use coal to make solar. You know, a lot of solar is made over there in Shanghai. A lot of the Chinese solar power is over on the western part of China. And so that's a lot of coal power going into solar. So, yeah, if you like coal, there you go. Thanks for listening to this podcast, folks. It's been enjoyable. And I like talking about solar a lot. I like it so much that I teach solar classes. Um, one place where I teach classes, heatspring.com forward slash Sean. So thanks for listening to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast.